0: Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who has homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a Savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Neering. Hey everybody, this is Lisa Neering from True North Homeschool Academy, and I'm here once again to talk to you about education. Today, we are going to talk about classical education. Um, I like classical education. Um, There's so many great things that you can get out of educating this way, and I want to share some of the highlights with you today. So we're going to jump in. Um, The main difference between classical education and a traditional government secular school education is really the focus. With the traditional government public school secular school education, the student is at the center, and then the subject matter is all about the student. So the student is going to learn science, maybe some extracurriculars, computers, possibly history, maybe a little math, and hopefully how to write. With a traditional Christian school education, the student is still in the center. Um, You have your traditional classes, history, math, English, science, extracurriculars, computers, hopefully they're learning some basic skills in those things, and then we add in Bible. That is a traditional Christian school education. Well, Classical education is really quite different from both because the student is no longer the middle of education. God is the middle of the education. And all of those subjects that the student learns um, have to do with God. So the whole point of classical education is that God is the center. This takes the student out of the middle, takes a lot of pressure off the kids because they're no longer the center of the universe. And then the student actually learns science math, English history, Bible, Latin, extracurriculars, not only how they relate to God um, and how God relates to those subjects, but how those subjects relate to each other and ultimately the student. So what does science have to do with math? How is the Bible related to English and computers and Latin? Um, It's a really cool interactive experience between the subject matter. Classical educators have a high view of, of humanity. To the Greeks, mankind possessed a divine spark. To the Christian and Jew, mankind is created in the divine image. Genesis 1:27 says, God made man in his own image. And today we're going to be talking about how classical education can take our students to that point of view that we are made in the image of God. And therefore, um, it's our responsibility to steward relationships and to learn as much as we can about him. Classical educators are logocentric. That means that the world makes sense and that sense is made knowable. Education is based on discovering that sense. So logocentric, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, John 1 14, a familiar passage for many of us, but we don't consider this as we are educating our kids. With classical education, we become word, not image focused. The world is becoming very image focused. I love um, amusing ourselves to death. It's a very um, important book. Um, I think everybody should read it. I'll put the link in the show notes. But really, that talks about how we're becoming very image focused and not word focused. As Christians, we should be word focused um, because logos, God became flesh, books and words instead of TV, movies, and pixels. To read allows a student to go from symbol letters to concepts in their own minds. Images are far more passive and more simplistic. And they create different neural pathways than letters and reading. Um, I really encourage you to read Glow Kids as well as Screens and Teens by Kathy Koch. Um, Really a lot of good information is coming out about um, how images and pixelated images are changing kids' brains. Really important stuff happening right now. Um, So, again, I'll put those book titles in the show notes. Again. Just want to focus on this for a second again. Classical educators are logocentric. Classical educators also take responsibility for the Western tradition. They receive it, assess it, preserve it, and hand it on to the next generation. Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Classical education does not classical education does not privilege Western civilization as an abstract idea. Classical education sees a dialectic occurring within Western civilization, and it recognizes that the high points and the best ideas come from the Christian classical tradition. But it also recognizes that there have always been antagonists to the tradition within Western society. Classical educators integrate subject matter. There's only one body, but many parts, and all parts make up one body. 1 Corinthians 12.12. We live in a modern society where things are compartmentalized, but in God's world, we're all part of an integrated whole. In a government school, math is distinctly separate from English, from Bible, from foreign language. There's very, very little integration between subjects, if any at all. Um, But in classical education, all those things are part of a dialectic. How does English inform math? How does math inform science? How does science inform the Bible? Et cetera, et cetera. Math is art. Um, Israeli artist Jacob Agam is uh, really does a lot of great integration with art. That is one of the really beautiful things about classical education: is that the subjects are not distinct from each other, but all part of this beautiful whole. So, an example of integration: when you integrate the history and Bible and geography, as well as historical fiction and literature, history, philosophy, and art, one of the benefits is students learn to appreciate what was happening elsewhere. During, for instance, the exodus or King David's reign or the building of the pyramids. How does geography impact history? History enlivens imagination. If we know the time period, we connect the art to what's happening in the world, the philosophy that's going on, the thoughts of the day. With classical education, we believe in quorum deo, that the Christian life means to live all your life in the presence of God. So classical books and art, a classic is a book accepted as being exemplary or noteworthy. With great art and music, great art touches the mind, heart, or soul of the viewer, um, and it's idea-focused teachings. The big ideas are the concepts or principles central to the lesson. They anchor or connect all the smaller ideas in the lesson, and the big ideas facilitate the broadest acquisition of knowledge. Quorum Deo is from Martin Luther, and it translates to before the face of God. So we live our lives in the presence of God. His story is the most spectacular of all the stories, and our stories are small, but not insignificant. They are important, and they take on further importance when we live them within the context of the one true living God. That's the big story that transcends time and space. Music, math, and Latin are all the universal languages across time and space. And they're also the hallmarks of a classically educated person, a steward of the Western Christian tradition. So there are several liberal arts, and these are the arts of thinking humans are uniquely able to think about symbols, numbers, shapes, musical, and visual representation, and that's really important to classical education. So the seven liberal arts, these are the arts of thinking. You have the trivium, meaning three paths, grammar, logic, dialectic, and rhetoric, and this is the human's ability to use verbal symbols, i.e. language, and then you have the quadrivium, the basics of philosophy or theology. And this is the human's ability to use symbolic languages, such as numbers, shapes, and their relations, like math. We have arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. These are the seven liberal arts. So again, I'm going to say um, the trivium consists of grammar, logic, or dialectic, and rhetoric. And the quadrivium relates to arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. The object of education is to teach us to love what is beautiful. That is from Plato's The Republic. Humans are uniquely able to think using symbols, including words, numbers, shapes, and musical and visual representations. These are the seven liberal arts. Classical education leads to an emphasis on the trivium and the quadrivium. The trivium is the three roads away, and it's language-based, grammar, dialectic, and rhetoric, or in Latin, grammatica, dialectica, rhetorica, and the quadrivium, which is four roads away, and this is math-based. Um, arithmetica, geometria, musica, and astronomia. Grammar is the art of letters. So the trivium, the first three stages of the seven liberal arts, consists of the three verbal arts. And this is grammar, and grammar cultivates the skill of interpreting symbols, words, texts, works of arts and artifacts. Grammar is the foundation of each subject matter. And then it is grammar is also the art of letters. So you have five common topics um, definition, genus, division, and species, circumstance, cause and effect or timing, to compare and contrast, using similarity, difference, and degree, authority, using statistics, maxims, laws, and relationships, contraries, and exclusion. In the dialectic and logic stage, this is the art of formal and material reasoning. Informal logic consists of fallacies and is non-conditional. Formal logic asks questions such as, is it true, is it valid, and is it conditional? They state the claim. So the difference between a formal and an informal argument is in the burden of proof. A formal argument clearly states the claim or position argues and presents a well-developed chain of evidence leading to a reasonable conclusion supporting the claim. Informal arguments contain little or no supportive evidence. The rhetoric stage is the art of fitting expressions or the art of persuasion. This is the art of effective or persuasive speaking or writing and the uses of figures of speech or other compositional techniques. So it's really teaching the students how to speak and write with persuasion. Um, This is why poetry is so important. It teaches tropes, figures, of speech, and forms of writing and thinking. One soft skill mentioned frequently by businessmen is that they are looking for people who understand the skill of selling through writing, i.e. copywriting, or speaking, i.e. sales. This is the art of persuasive speaking and writing, and this is what it means to lead people also to the gospel. So that is the rhetorical state. If you focus on the tools of learning, i.e. skills, just as much as what you are learning, i.e. content, you've really created a great foundation for classical education. Um, some other things to keep in mind are memoriae, matter, studiorium. Um, memory is the mother of learning. Um, memory work is often copy work, observation and record keeping, art and music, timelines, Latin and English grammar, integrated subject matter, history and literature focus. Also, think about multum non-multa, which means less is more. Um, utilizing the five common topics, five canons of rhetoric and Socratic discussion. Classical education is often simple, straightforward. It saves time and money. It's integrative across age groups and subject matters. You figure out what to memorize and how to memorize it. It has to do with observation and record keeping, nature journaling, scientific method. Socratic questioning breaks things down, builds things up. It teaches analysis, critical thinking, um, and the five canons of rhetoric, invention, arrangement, style, memory, and delivery, are all excellent skills to go into persuasion. These are just tools of learning. We offer many classes at True North Home School Academy that will help you with this. We use classical memory and a lot of other tools like this in our True North Home School Academy classes. So if you're just getting started with classical memory, don't be afraid of Latin, hard books, and not knowing. Just model good learning. Um, show grit by tackling different difficult subject matters and learn alongside your kids. Pray and ask God to show you what to do next as you steward your kids' hearts. Pray for your kids to hunger and thirst after the true, the beautiful, and the good. Um, you can follow us at North Home School Academy on our blog, our Facebook pages, and groups. We have a lot of discussions about these kind of things. Um, we love The Well-Trained Mind and The Well-Educated Mind by Susan Bauer, The Latin Center Curriculum by Dr. Drew Campbell, and the Memorial Press Megalog um, Classical Teacher. Um, We utilize Cross 7 and Clara's Curriculum at True North Home School Academy. We have classical memory classes as well as classical writing skills classes and Latin and a lot of other tools that will help you train your kids to be classically educated. And again, don't be afraid to learn. Have a growth mindset and exhibit grit. It can be tough at the beginning of classical education if you haven't been raised that way yourself. But there's a lot of um, beauty and fantastic outcomes if you stay the course. And don't forget that you can always outsource as a homeschool parent. You are really taking charge of your kids' education and educating with intentionality. If you're looking for some help with classical education, we'd love to come alongside of you at True North Homeschool Academy. Again, this is Lisa Nearing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Just going over some basic tools and tips about how to classically educate your kids. We're so honored that you're listening and that you shared this podcast Life Skills 101 with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.